0: Changing your world with Creflo Dollar. Now, from the World Zone in College Park, Georgia, here's Pastor Dollar with today's message. If you have your Bible, go with me to the book of James chapter 3. We're going to start a series this morning dealing with strife. And we want to show you how to stand against the spirit of strife because a lot of people just, they don't understand number one, what strife is, and they don't understand how detrimental it can be in the life of people who allow it to come in. There are certain things that are not happening in your life, and the reason could be that you're in strife. There are certain things that, you know, you, you should have been down the road a whole lot further, and you're not, and the reason is it could be because of strife. You know, strife destroys families. Strife destroys relationships, and strife destroys churches. And a lot of times people are not even aware that they are operating in strife. And so one of the things that we are believing God for is that World changes all around this world. That we understand the importance of team first. Some I say team first. In other words, it's not about you. It's not about you and your situations. You know, we got to we got to learn how to stop allowing people to take their emergency and make it your drama. You know, somebody's got an emergency, you know what they call you, call me back right quick, call me back right quick. No, no, don't no. don't let their emergency become your drama, and then you all stressed out with their stress. Strife has been something that has been lurking it's in, the, in the lives of people and it's the big elephant in the room. And because we've not taken a considerable amount of time to look at it and to deal with it, it destroys marriages, it destroys companies, it destroys all that the grace of God's trying to do. It's like electricity can't flow through rubber, no matter what you do. It's not that, you know... Uh, the power bill hadn't paid, but it, it it won't flow for the rubber. So likewise, wherever there's strife, then that that's a, a wall that's stopping the grace of God from from getting into your life. There's things that you should be doing right now. There's a position you should be in right now. And the question is, what have what have I stopped up because I've been upset with somebody? What have I stopped up because I've been in 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 this competitive jealousy, or you know, I've held something against somebody all these years, and some of these folks you hold, up and they did, and you still, ain't has been able to resolve it. <laughs> we've got to overcome. First of all, recognize, and then secondly, we've got to be able to stand up against the spirit of strife. And I'll start off by releasing this word of faith. In the name of Jesus, no more strife in your life. I said, no more strife in your life. Well, it's not so until you say it. Now, some of you say, well, I ain't got no strife in my life. My job is to convince you that everybody in here has had a little battle with some strife. I was on my way uh, to church last night, and, and I was riding through the Bronx. And, you know, New York traffic can just kind of really tempt you to be in strife with people in other cars you don't even know about, especially the cab drivers, you know. And and, and I'm following behind this car, and and uh you know, it, it just it just stopped right in front of me and put the bunkers on and it got all this
1: side over here.
0: Oh yes, do a turn right and move on to the side like everybody else. But you wanna just stop. And now I got that I got to figure out what all this traffic going on right? and I and, and I'm and I'm thinking, you know, hey man, just move over to the side, tap said, you know he can't hear you. I said, I know I know he can't hear me, but I mean that's all, no, you know, and then I'm just like, This guy, you know, and then tap said, Well, I tell you what, that's what you're preaching on tonight. So let's begin this morning in the book of James, chapter 3, verse 16. James, chapter 3, verse 16. Let's uncover this. This this spirit of strife. Verse sixteen. Let's read it out loud, loud together. Read it. Read. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion. Where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. That is a radical. Radically serious scripture that you just cannot ignore. You can't read the scripture that says where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work, especially the every evil works. So you mean to tell me if strife is there, every the potential for every evil work is there? You're telling me that if strife is there, that confusion is going to be there? How many of you know that right now you can't afford to be confused? There's some things that you're working on, things you're believing for, and when confusion comes in, uh, it it hinders everything that you're trying to do? Let me tell you, when strife is there, it's almost like somebody puts the pause button, and and you had not made progress since. When strife is there, it's 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 a life that's been put on hold. It, it's a life that it, it's it's like you're almost you're you're stranded because of strife. Somebody said, "Well, you know, praise the Lord, I'm under the grace of God." Listen, quit trying to use the grace of God as as the reason why everything ought to work. You know, some things won't change until you change. It isn't. And oh you know, oh you know, God, yeah, God's already forgiven you, Father. This is not an issue of God forgiving you. This is not an issue of the finished work of Jesus. This is an issue of you putting things on hold, relationships on hold, things not working in your life because you you are allowing strife to come in, and then. He says we're envying strife, so envy and strife go together. Envy is this this sick feeling at the promotion of somebody else. In other words, every time you hear about, you know, how they were promoted, and how things got better in their life. There's a ill feeling on the inside of you that I just can't stand to hear that that they're they're being promoted. And you don't need to envy anybody because God wants to bless you as much as He's blessing another person. But if if you're putting money into pockets with holes in it, and things don't seem like it's going well, the Bible says, "Consider your ways."
1: <laughs>
0: well, what's going on? What? Well, may, may be, what How would you envy? You you need to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. When was the last time you started shouting at the promotion of somebody else? And and, and you can see that with people. You go, oh, I
1: got a promotion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, we got to learn how to rejoice with those who rejoice. We got to learn how to be excited when they come and tell you they got their new house. Then you ought to be, oh, I'm so happy for you. Why? Because the line has moved and you're next. line. That's how you gotta see that the line is moved and you're next in line. Turning able to say, I'm next in line.
1: So you're glad somebody
0: got their promotion because hey, you're next in line, praise the Lord. But if you always have this this envious, strife-filled, contentious attitude. We got to learn how to rejoice with people who are rejoicing. They get a new car. Look at their compliment. Hmm, I sure hope I sure hope you can enjoy it when those payments come in. Now, why you gotta say something like that? <laughs> Because you just can't rejoice with them and say, "Oh man, I'm so excited!" But you're next in line. But obviously, maybe you don't see yourself next in line because you're always in strife with everybody you come in contact with. You just can't seem to get along with nobody because you're always got a problem with everybody. And somebody say something about your own Facebook. Say your own Facebook. Something on Facebook. Turn Facebook off for a minute. You understand what I'm saying? Go get yourself together and don't let Facebook be the source of your strife. So, Facebook, because social media, is a place to be creative and critical. So yes. stop. What they said? Who is that? Is they paying for your gas bill? Are they paying for your electric bill? All the time you grocery. Forget about it. that. Working on a series of sermons entitled "How to Locate Faith Friends,"
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> State friends you know, they'll, they'll talk about somebody with you but I need you to realize that if they're talking real bad about somebody with you imagine how bad they talk about you with somebody else living fake friends. friends always look to you to uh, benefit them but they never want to benefit you Fake friends I don't, know, I don't need to teach you right now, but y'all got a lot of fake friends that you think you're real
1: friends.
0: Fake friends never give you the advantage, they always take the advantage. Wish I had a little time to preach that a little bit. This
2: so where envying and
0: strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. So now we need to know what strife is. Please understand. I don't want you to get this confused with the fact that you're under the grace of God. None of this is going to impact what Jesus has already done. Grace is available. All those things are available. But please understand, uh, when pride is there, grace can't flow through Christ. And ultimately, strife
1: is going to be
0: an issue that derives from
1: the The grace
0: of God wants to increase in your life. But, you know, we have to humble ourselves. Uh, Let me give you the definition of that. Humility is a man who will submit to God's way and God's word and God's will. A powerful man is a man that will not submit to God's way, God's word, and God's will. So if the Bible says to cast all your cares on Him because He cares for you, and every time we see you, you're walking around with the cares of the world, you are a prideful man because you won't submit to comply to what He told you to do with the care. Well, I thought prideful was just being arrogant. It's, it's, it's they're on the same stick. Being shy is on the same stick as being arrogant. It's still called pride because why? It's concerning you. When you have yourself in the center, that's what pride is all about. And you can't be in strife when you're walking in love, and you can't be in strife when self-centeredness is, is not a part of your life.
2: And so we have to deal with
0: this so we can see the very best of God operate in, in our lives. So let's start off with a definition for, for strife, a biblical definition for strife. Strife is a vigorous or bitter conflict, vigorous, bitter conflict, or being in discord, or antagonisms towards someone else or other people. Strife could include being in a quarrel. You've seen those people that just want to quarrel about everything. You mentioned something, they they got to debate. They want to debate and quarrel about everything. They think they're being intelligent, but just being foolish because somebody's going to get upset for a while and pop off all them because it, you just got to know when to shift your mouth to shift. Let me calm down. you got to know when to be quiet. Quarrel someone. Can, can it can it can be a part of strife, a uh, struggle or clash with others, always clashing with other people, or another person might even include. Definition uh, definition of strife. Uh, of course, we know armed conflicts. Uh, I mean, can be a, a strife, competitive jealousy or rivalry with someone uh, can be strife. Strife sometimes includes a bitter or even violent disagreement. Just sometimes being in disagreement with somebody can, can produce strife. And so we've got to understand how important it is to stay away from this strife because we don't want a pause button to be put on our eyes. You know, the Bible says, where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. But where the spirit of strife is, there is what? Confusion. And every evil work. This is a serious thing. It it, it destroys not only families, it destroys not only relationships, it destroys churches, it destroys cities, communities, it destroys nations. We've got to realize it and then understand what to do and how to stand up against this devilish spirit of strife. So, over the next three weeks, that's what we're going to be dealing with here. We're going to deal with the spirits of strife. Some of y'all came in here with strife. You know, you look and made it all the way in, then you got in the parking lot, and bam, strife came. Did you watch my clothes last night? No, I was tired. I went to bed. No, oh, did I tell you I needed my shirtless? Man, shut up. It is just not that important. I'm sure you've got something else you can wear. But strife comes in and hinders your progress. I'll show you where it begins in Genesis chapter 13, verse 7. Genesis chapter 13 and verse 7 Now what I'd like to do is just read I want to just go through the Bible And show you what the Bible has to say About the spirit of strife So you can just at least believe What I'm saying that it is a serious issue Genesis chapter 13 and verse 7 Is talking about Abraham and Lot verse 7 says And there was a strife between the herdsmen Of Abraham's cattle And the herdsmen of Lot's cattle And in verse 8, it says, And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee between me and thee, and between my herdsmen, and thy herdsmen, for we be brethren. Now, it's so interesting here that here was an opportunity for strife. But Abraham obviously knew how deadly this was. Let there be no strife between us. He says, You can just make a choice. Choose whichever direction that you want to you choose, and I'll go to other places. And of course, he chose the best one for, for raising the cattle. And Abraham looks like he chose the worst one. But when the blessing of God is operating in your life, what looks like the worst choice turns out to be the best choice. So when it seems like somebody's getting old on you because you you decided, you know, when they when they go low, you go you decided to do that, then the blessing of the Lord will take care of you and will honor your integrity and your character and your decision to do what you need to do just to walk through from the spirit of strife. Now verse seven of course here was a competition between the two herdsmen over the best grazing land for their livestock but he, he diffuses that whole deal and 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 as a result of it notice he diffuses the strife and as a result of it the blessing was able to operate in his life by diffusing strife the blessing is able to operate i want you to hear that by diffusing the strife the blessing is able to operate let me say it again by diffusing the strife the blessing is able to operate. So, if you have strife you're dealing with right now, diffuse the strife. Why? So the blessing can begin to operate in your life. Now, is it possible? Somebody may maybe thinking, well, I don't, I don't know if it's possible for you to be delivered from strife. Yeah, it is. It's possible for you to be delivered from strife. Look at Second Samuel chapter twenty-two and verse forty-four. That's absolutely God's will for you to be delivered from strife. Second Samuel twenty-two. And when you get to uh, 22, look at verse 44,
1: and here's what he says.
0: He says, Thou also hast delivered me from striving of uh, people. Thou hast kept me to be head uh, of the heathen a uh, people, which I knew not, and shall, shall they shall serve me. So deliverance from strife is always in the will of God. Deliverance from strife is something that is possible. It is something that God wants to do in your life. Let's go ahead and release our faith right now. Say, I am delivered from all strife. You know, I know that you might be right in the middle of something, but we've got to start somewhere. And when we start most of the time by confessing what we believe the word and the will of God is, say it again I'm delivered from all strife. So you, you couples came in, had arguments, I don't have a time tonight, praise the Lord. You're going to see the blessing come in that big room, now that that's y'all. Let's use
1: uh,
0: Now watch this. We have to now understand, in our process to walk free from strife, is it. The source The source of it. What are some of those things that we have to be aware of in the beginning so we can see how this strife is coming. You can see it coming. Look at Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 12. Robert 10 and verse 12. Now, again, uh, this is very intentional, it's very on purpose. I want you to see the Scripture. There's something about seeing these things in the Scripture that really convince you how serious this is. Proverbs 12, excuse me, uh, 10, verse 12, verse 10, verse 12. And verse 12 says this: read it out loud with me. Hatred stirs up strife. But love, hatred stirs up strife. It stirs up strife. In any way that hatred is being presented, it's
1: going to stir strife
0: to... But Here's the part I want you to get as a believer. But love covers all sin. You can see a guy acting like a fool, and you can make a choice. Either I'm going to allow him to, 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 to put strife in my life, you know, I'm going to accept strife from that situation, or I'm going to choose to allow love to cover all sins. I had a guy on the talk show a couple of weeks ago, who was at 15 years old, got a 40-year prison sentence um, because a guy brushed, he was in a store, and a guy walked past him and brushed his shoulder. And he saw this disrespect, so he and his partner went out and beat the guy down, threw him in the street. When the guy stood up, two cars hit him and killed him, and they were charged for that murder. So at 15 years old, he was charged as an adult put in adult prison at 15 years old. And um, just trying to figure out how to get there. And he said that and he says I cannot believe that I allowed just that little brush to ruin my whole life. Let me tell every man this: a man who cannot control his emotions is the weakest man on the earth. So you have to be able. You cannot allow your emotions to just ruin your life like that. Well. He got turned on to the word of grace. He he, he started watching our broadcast in in prison and started reading the books, and his life changed. Well, the judge was going to retire the next day, and um, before she retired, she released him after, I think it was 13 years that he had served. Okay, so it looks like he's going on, but now the, the day he was getting ready to get out, he was stabbed 56 times. He had three minutes. To get to a doctor before he drowned in his blood. He survived that. Now, at the age of, I think, 30 uh, something, he is now witnessing to young men and telling them how not to get angry and allow their strike Now, I, I had an opportunity to ask him a question. I said, Well, how do you think you got there? He says, I didn't feel like I was valued. I didn't feel like I was loved. You know, when people don't feel like they're valued and loved at home, then they'll do anything and go anywhere to try to achieve that. They'll start searching for significance. And so if going out and robbing somebody can can make them feel like they're valuable to the cause, then that's what they're going to do. Let me tell everybody, every household, every parent here, Man, look at your kids. Value them. Love them. Tell your daughters they're beautiful. Tell your sons you're proud of them. Hug on them. Kiss them. Satan has subtle tactics he uses to keep us from God's best. Strength is one of his top weapons. Strife is responsible for the destruction of relationships. It is responsible for destroying churches and families. Strife brings about division. And a house that's divided against itself shall not stand.
2: We must stand up to strife in order
0: to see the blessings that God has in store for us. Learn to defeat Satan's tactics with Kremla Votter series, Success Against Strife. The Success Against Strife series includes four dynamic messages. For a love gift of $25 or more, for a love gift of any amount, we will send you God is good in that time single message. Call the number on the street or go online to org slash store to order
1: today. You
0: know, I believe that everything that concerns our lives has already been provided by Jesus and what happened on the cross. I believe it's already done. Your healing, your deliverance, your prosperity, it's already
1: done. And I'm excited about the finished
0: works of Jesus Christ. I'm excited about having partners and friends that are just as excited about it as I am. And your financial support is getting the job done. I mean, people are getting a hold of the message we can continue to stay on television and we can continue to preach the gospel, but we can't do it without your help and your support. And praise God, we're thankful for your help and your support. In fact, let me show you what I'm talking about here. Alice sent a testimony in, and it says, uh, Pastor Dollar, I have been bathing in the grace teachings and meditating on God's word, and as I began to question my old beliefs, God's favor has led me to a new job with a $25,000 raise, I am so grateful, Alice. <laughs> Listen, Alice, I understand why you're so grateful. And that that's the favor of God. I mean, when you look at what you're doing, you ask yourself, well, what did I do to deserve this $25,000 raise? The gospel of grace is being ministered and lives are being empowered because of what we are now understanding about this I'm so grateful, Alex, for you sharing this testimony with us. I pray that others will be inspired uh, to believe God, to believe in this favor of God. And for all of our partners and friends, uh, take some time and pray about your life and how you can Assist tapping out and taking this gospel all over the world. Why? So people can be empowered to change because they understand grace. I love you so much. Thank you for your support. We can get the job
1: done. Experience
3: three days of refreshing your heart, soul, and mind at the two thousand eighteen women's conference. Radical Revolution. Come on. You know this is going to be an amazing experience. Faces are limited. Register today the Radical Revolution Women's Conference takes place March fifteenth through seventeenth. You don't want to miss out.
0: Listen to me quickly right now. God is not mad at you. He is not tallying up your sins and holding them against you. In fact, He loves you so much that He sent His Son Jesus to shed His precious blood and to die for you. And that's how much God wants a relationship with you. He wants you to be. Be free from anything that uh, has you bound. And then he will spend eternity with you. He will spend eternity with him. So, if you have not received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to repeat this prayer after me right now. Heavenly Father, I believe in Jesus Christ
2: and the finished
0: of Jesus. And according to your words, I can be saved. So thank you. Based on what I do, what I believe, I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Have if you prayed that short prayer with me, you are saved. The God made it very clear in Acts 16, 30, 31. He asked, what does a man have to do to be saved? He said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved, and your house shall be saved. So congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. Throughout the scriptures, we see how God responds with healing and deliverance when His people pray and cry out to Him. He is still healing and delivering people today. If you need prayer for anything, take a moment to call in or post your prayer request online today.
1: Jermaine Dolly hosts
0: the
3: 2018 Inaugural Eddie Awards.
0: Girl, you know you always are hungry. I'll be home with a Baconator soon. Oh, hey, I'm Jermaine Dolly. And I'm going to be your host for the Eddie Awards. February 24th, yeah! Jermaine Dolly hosts the 2018 Inaugural Eddie Awards. Saturday, February 24th, only on the Impact Network.
1: Hi,
3: I'm
1: Deborah
2: Crawford, and you're watching the Impact Network. Every day, I wake up and I wash my face.
3: Every day, I play back play with the ground. Every day, I check my social media back. Every day, there's something that we all do that's important to me. And important to start Every day. I hang out with my friends, every day, I share the email, and check my business. Prayer is just as important as our daily hygiene. It protects and cleans our spiritual being in natural and, and Make the commitment today of praying every day and
0: witness the power of God in your life. Every day. Every day.
3: Every day. Every
1: day. Every day. Every
0: day, every day. Every day I thank Jesus. This message is Mrs. brought to
1: you by... Royal your nation, the Impact Networks you initiative. Well, the
0: number eight is a really, really interesting number. Number eight in your Bible always means a brand new beginning, a new order, hear me, a new order of things. After Jesus gave his life on the rugged, cruel, angry, mean, biting being, he appeared eight times something old was coming to a close and a brand new beginning was at hand as the number seven means completion eight signifies a new beginning so eight stands for the new in contrast to the old the eighth day is actually the first day of a new week The eight steps of creation Recorded there in your Bible. Every one beginning with the words, and God said. Eight people stepped off the ark in Genesis chapter 8 to begin a new life in a brand new world. Now, this new beginning is more than just numbers, more than just words on a page. It's a right now reality that God Almighty has promised just for you. If you have a desire for something new.
1: I could not. Excuse
0: me a
4: little bit. It's
0: all about, number one, how to discern the demands. Discern the demands. When something comes up on that screen, that's a cue for you that you want to write it down. That's what that is. That's saying, get out your pen and at least pretend to write something down. Discern the demand. So I thought like, as a pastor, and really just as a person because we all deal with this, I would give you just this, a snapshot of five minutes in the, the mind of the distracted pastor. Uh, Thursday, I was very branded. After teaching our staff all day, I knew that I needed to rest so I could come to you and be ready. Uh, rest makes you ready, and so it becomes an important activity. And um, so I knew I needed to rest a little bit. Um, I knew I was drained. So I was doing that. It was pretty cool. I didn't even spent a little time by the pool on oh, Thursday morning. So felt great. I felt great about it. I felt happy about it. Then how it happens, like, you start thinking about other things you've got to do, and I'm like, well, I can't rest too long. I have to get this sermon ready. I have to have something for the people. I have something for the people. So I went in, started working on my sermon, and then I got a link of something that I needed to watch, and I needed to watch it. I had to watch it. and I'm not going into all the detail why I had to watch it, but I had to watch it. It wasn't like a cat falling off of anything on YouTube. It was like something important I had to watch. It was a thing I had to watch. And so, like for you, my the conference call or something like that, you know, those conference calls you always pretend to be on. Um uh, <laughs> my buddy. <laughs> but he... Uh, I had to watch it. I'm watching it, and then the phone rang, and I remembered I didn't call that guy back last night. He's, he's an important guy, and, and as a, I, I'm doing something with him soon. And I remember I was supposed to call him back last night. I didn't call him back, and I texted him and said, whenever you're free today, give me a call, and I didn't know he would call me right at the same time on the same device that I was trying to watch the thing. So it interrupted my stream of the thing that I had to watch where I had started working on my sermon, but then I had to watch the thing. And so then when the phone rang, which is so annoying when your phone rings, <laughs> How dare you interrupt my playlist <laughs> by pretending to be a communication device? If I would have wanted something to ring, I would have brought a phone. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: so that's
1: funny, right there, right? Yeah. I have this good stuff. And the premium. He <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: called. I got to take this. Kids are loud. Went to the porch, I was talking on the porch, and here comes Elijah. Following me out on the porch, middle, middle of my conversation, They're trying to tell me something. And I'm doing that thing where you're like,
4: uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord.
1: When he leaves. He
0: comes back. Comes back. When he comes back, he comes back with a piece of paper.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: gonna read you the note that he wrote. It wasn't for him. He scribed the note for Abby, our four-year-old. And so he scribed her note, and the note says, says this: Abby says, "You are welcome to come to my tea party." <laughs> But you don't have to. Let us know if or when you can come. That's my favorite, if or when. Let's go here and make a reservation. Sorry, like I said, I'm going to drink your stupid lukewarm water out of your dirty cup, little girl. I'm like, no, I went, to, I went to the tea party. Wait a second. Sorry. It was so good to the tea party. It was so fun that they had a, I'm glad I went, they had, a, they had a rocking chair for me, I had the biggest chair, all three of the kids were there, it was fantastic, one of the best 15 minutes of my life, and I'm glad I didn't miss it, because my kids only get along that well about once every 18 months, so I can't miss this. I'm ashamed to admit, I thought about Periscope and the Tea Party, but something about that felt unholy. <laughs> So things are just meant for the privacy. so we had tea. Now I want to just ask a question because we've all been in a scenario similar, not the same exact demands, but similar. Which one of those things was the distraction? I mean, help me out because I'm trying to figure out which one was the distraction. Because the phone call was something that needed to be done and the sermon is something that you're expecting to hear I mean, what would you do? I'm just asking a question. What would you do if uh, this last song sang today, you know, and we said the resurrected king and then robbed the grave and robbed it twice and then they got the king and resurrected as much as we can resurrect him and then, you know, they come out with the uh, podium, you know, and put the thing down at the last part of the song and then go off the stage. Then they finish the song and they do the thing and then they come out and say, "Uh, thanks for coming today. Uh, Pastor
2: Stephen would have loved to have been here to preach for you. But he's actually at a tea party.
5: He had other engagements. He is otherwise engaged. I mean, like distraction is bad, and we're all fighting against
0: distraction, but you know, it's, it's a weird thing because half of my battle against distraction is trying to define what is the distraction in this situation. Because I got some people kind of counting on me to preach, but I got to. A- A group of kids who want me at a tea party upstairs. And I know a lot of it's about timing and just getting priorities in order and stuff that can wait and all of that. But what I love about Jesus, and I was going to actually talk about the Bible passage that I read you today, I'm going to talk about it. But Jesus was a master of discerning the demands. And he had more
1: demands than you.
5: Three years to save the world only 33 years on this planet. And he got it all done.
0: And I want to see, not what the young pastor say about how open the door should be, or even the older pastor, uh, because that's just a philosophy. I want to see
1: How did Jesus
0: do it? A lot of people have this misguided view of how a typical day in the life of Jesus went, that he must have been so holy because he was so alone all the time. If you really read and study about him, you'll see that every time he tried to get alone, this is why I used to think that Jesus might be more like a woman than a man, because every time he tried to get alone, there was somebody at the door, at his heels, Needing something from them. And that just reminded me of, of a lot of you who, who really do have this vision of, like, oh, I could connect with God so much better if I could have like three days and I could go to the mountains and I could brew my own coffee and then I could read Hebrews while I brew my own coffee. <laughs> Any,
1: uh, it, it would be easy for me to plan my business if I could get away. we get away. We'll get away. But But the passage we just read was was a product, not of what
0: Christ did in the confines of solitary, but what he did in the crowd. Look at Mark uh, 5, uh, 21. It says, when Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large, everybody say it, crowd.
4: A large crowd
0: gathered around him while he was by the lake.
1: Jesus was very
0: comfortable in the crowd. A blessed day over my. We live crowded life.
1: lives.
0: This day, crowded lives. Day. This day, crowded with A day of information. And crowded with advertisements. I thank you, praise you, Lord God, for using me on. We have crowded life. minds because we live crowded lives. I praise you, Lord God, for what you do in your I thank you. We have crowded calendars. Not all the things that we even write down, just the things that we know we've got to do to get them to get the things that we think and praise them. Crowded, crowded, crowded. Life is crowded. And a lot of us live under the illusion that one
1: day we slow it all down. And then I'm going to connect with God. When my kids leave the house, and then I really start focusing
0: in on the things that matter. But I came to announce that Christ wants to come to you in the crowd. In the crowd. And he wants to, watch this word, it's an important word. He wants to connect with you in the crowded places of your life. Not just in the solitary moments, but in the crowded places. Christ is coming through the crowd, and he's making his way by boat, and he gets there, and he, he usually would teach uh, against the lake because it provided an amphitheater type effect for his voice to project. He didn't have one of these. So he had to make use of the natural elements, and so he built a PA system into the universe when he spoke the world into existence so the way that the water would reflect his voice to the people, this is just a little background on why he was speaking by the lake, so they could hear it, so his voice could carry through the He set it up so, so they could hear him in the back. He set it up so, so they could hear him because they stretched for Miles to come and see him. And so he set it up and he set up life where if you'll draw near, even in a crowd, you'll hear his voice
1: speaking to you. So he's speaking and he's teaching in a crowd. And then he gets distracted. Jesus,
0: the epitome of a focused mission gets distracted by something that happens in the moment. Because it says that, One of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, fell at his feet. And he pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter
5: is dying. Please come put your hands on her so that she would be healed and live.
0: Next verse really touches me. So Jesus went with him. Jesus left all those demands one desperate dad. Uh, it's, it's, It's a beautiful picture of how the God of heaven will give all of his attention to one person who has come to the end of striving to fall at his feet and say, show me how to live. Show me what to do. I'm an important man, Jesus, but for this moment, there's something that my own importance can't do, and only you can do it, and I need you. So Jairus leaves all of his responsibilities at the synagogue because he's got a sick girl
2: at home. And there will be times in your life where a demand will come upon you suddenly, involuntarily,
0: where you have to leave the thing that seems more important. More people were counting on Cyrus at work, but his little girl needed him at home in this season. And so we put everything aside because of the demand of desperations. And sometimes you gotta know when God is calling you to forsake something that was consuming your attention and say, No, this needs me now.
6: This,
1: somebody else can run the synagogue for a few weeks. Somebody else can make money this year. I gotta be here. Now, I've got to be here now to the
0: feet of Jesus or my girl might not make it. You better watch out how you spend all those years where your kids are growing up, where they need a little attention from you to just look over them and check over them and make sure they're doing it right because you, be, you might be doing a good job with your responsibilities, but failing where it really matters. Jairus had a sick girl at home, so he left all the people at the synagogue, and Jesus said, well, Jairus, if you're willing to leave all those people at the synagogue in desperation for your daughter, I'll go with you, and I'll leave all these people for one little girl. I really love that. I really wish you'd clap your hands and give God praise that he leaves the 99 to find the one. <laughs> discern the demands. You can ask God this week. It would be a simple step, but he would do this for you. God, help me discern the demands of my life. Help me see them for what they really are. Help me see what's really important. Because if I'm judging this, I'm thinking that the crowd's way more important than the one little girl. But only you can show me
5: what really matters. Otherwise, you'll define distraction in a way
0: that will cause you to miss God's direction in your life. And you'll skip the pea party. To take the phone call and you can call them back but the next time you see your kids they're gonna be Lord of the Flies at least in my house so somebody say go to the tea party man go to the tea party just go if God can help us discern the demands maybe he can help us number two locate the leaks Locate the leaks. It's very interesting when you begin to study. I don't know why I bring these notes up here with me. <laughs> Where <are you> from? <laughs> but I need to pull this up. It's kind of complicated. And I'm not a sociologist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not an ornithologist. Proctologist. None of those things. It's <laughs> just some things I was reading this week. It's all about how what's really happening when we think we're multitasking. They've done enough study of this guy to tell us that he's not as capable as we think he is of switching between stuff all the time. And the amount of efficiency that we lose when we multitask is remarkable. They even say that it's like your brain is leaking going between function and function because your brain operates on different channels or something like that. You go in between the channels, you try to cross them over. Yes, even you, ladies. I know you think you're the multitasking masters of the universe. I know you have to do it sometimes. I know you can't always do one thing at once. But
2: I will say this. I will say this.
0: Even Jesus could only do one thing well at once.
2: He had to leave
5: one thing to do another.
0: Because he could only do one thing well at once.
5: Even Jesus.
0: Even Jesus had to harness the power of focus to leave the crowd and go to Jairus. And so he did it. And while he's going, okay, we've already got distraction number one, is that a crowd met him on the other side. We've got distraction number two, guy interrupts the church service and asks him to come home with him. But then it gets ridiculous. And if you are in the position of strategically consulting Jesus how to make the mission happen and the next three years that you have in front of you, you certainly wouldn't advise this next move. Because he's moving now. He's on the move. He's going, he's going to an emergency. Would it qualify as an emergency that a 12-year-old girl is dying and you're the only one who has to help with the hope of healing her? Would it? I, I think it qualifies as an emergency. So, so it's code orange. It's code orange situation. And Jesus is on the move. And the entourage is trying to get him through the crowd quickly. A large crowd followed and pressed around him, 24, and a woman, she's not important. She doesn't even have a name. Not in this culture she's not important. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. And she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors
5: and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. I read that description about the woman, but it kind of reminded me of our society, is that we are hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging, going to all these different sources, trying to get
0: healed. Yet it's really not making our lives much better, is it? Come on, talk to me. We're a, we're a whole lot more efficient than we've ever been. we got light hacks and shortcuts, and, and apps for everything. But are we really that much wiser? I mean, true wisdom, the, the skill to live and put knowledge into practice, do we really have that? Or are our lives leaking more than ever? We're, we're, we're leaking life. Is what's happening? such in between stuff all the time. We're leaking life. That was the situation with this woman's body. It's the situation with our minds. We're, we're leaking. That's what was going on inside of her. She she was leaking. She was she was broken inside, and she
5: could not hold what she needed to be whole.
2: Leaking
5: from the inside,
0: and so she comes to Jesus. And she's tried all these other things, and she gets his attention in a strange, unusual way, which I will show you in a moment. But first, I want you to think about where the leaps are in your life, where the leaks are in your life. They did a study in the 1970s that you would swear was done in 2015, where they started finding out that the way your brain works, is that information comes at a cost. The cost is called attention. So the only way to attain information is to consume it at the cost of your attention. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? So the information consumes the attention. Therefore, the article said, we are at a time where we have a wealth of information and a poverty of attention.
1: It was the woman that has she had a wealth of doctor's opinions, she had
0: a wealth of treatment options, yet she had a poverty of, 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 of what she truly needed to have a connection that could heal her until this moment until this moment. In this moment, she, she presses her way. Now think about all the distractions that she would have had to overcome just to even get in the vicinity of Jesus. All of the people telling her to get off of her hands and knees. All of the people telling her, hey, there's an emergency in progress. Don't you see the flashing lights? Don't you see the sirens? Don't you see the escalates lining up?
1: The president is on the move. Chiris' daughter is sick. Jairus is very important. Chiris' need is hurt. And what I can't get about the whole passage is she, she does something inappropriate. Mm-hmm. She does something impulsive.
5: Yeah? She reaches out for God in a way that's superstitious, but it works. It works. When she heard, 27, about Jesus, she came up behind him in the
0: crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, it. I everything else. maybe I, I connect with this. If I can, this touches his claws up a heel.
1: And immediately
0: the hemorrhaging came to an end. And immediately the divine presence of Christ was able to locate the leak that none of the doctors could plug. And immediately her search for her source was over and her leak was satisfied. So, Holly, I was noticing the other day that you don't just use your phone to send messages, make phone calls, or read the Bible app. So, are you playing some video game, Candy Crush? Me?
5: Maybe it was one of my children. Maybe it
0: was one of the kids, but I want you to consider something today. I know life is not a game, and I know the challenges that we face are, are way more serious than making the next level in Candy Crush. But you know that each new level that you ascend to in life brings new challenges, new battles, new enemies, new pressure. And when you fight those battles, you don't feel equipped to handle them. You need more experience, more strength, more power to make it through to the next level. That's why I have a new resource for you today that's going to help you in this area. It's called Level Up. Level Up. You like that?
3: Like Candy Crush. It's
0: five keys to release your hidden potential. It goes beyond Candy Crush, though. This is for your faith. This is for your stamina and the everyday challenges of life to help you find your inner potential and grow stronger.
3: The truth is God doesn't want you to stay at the level you're on today. I knew my Candy Crush was a good thing. to from God. Get from God. He has so much more for you. And the principles and tools available in this series are going to help you discover more power, more passion, more focus, and confidence within every opportunity. This is the thing that you need to level up in your relationship with God.
0: So if you've been stuck long enough and you want to go to the next level, but you want to have what you need when you get there, go online. Or call the number on your screen and tell them, I want a copy of Level Up. It's five keys to release your hidden potential. Your gift to this ministry will help expand God's kingdom. And this five-part teaching series will give you the practical tools to reach your destiny. Before we show you a preview of today's offer, I'd like to encourage you. Become a partner of this ministry today. Through your monthly support, you get access to exclusive content throughout the year. And your gift, most importantly will enable us to reach people for Jesus Christ all over the world. Thank you for your support. Take action today. I can't wait to see what's waiting for you on your next level. It's
1: a new day. A day full of A chance to focus on what matters most. To be the person that God created you to be. It's also an aim and challenges. And unmet expectations that constantly deplete your power and prevent you from reaching your destiny. You're frustrated. You're disappointed. You know that you were meant for more, that your reality doesn't line up with what you believe. But what is this means to escape your reality to unlock your potential? What if it was something within? What if you had a guide to help you to access the next
0: stage of your journey? You, you have to start where you are. You can't start where you want to be. I okay, can announce to you that you're the one to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Aren't you ready to see what God can do through you?
3: In our series, Level Up, Pastor Stephen Curtis will show you five keys to release your hidden potential and fulfill the calling God has for your life. These teachings will activate your faith and help you make the most of every opportunity. With these practical tools, you will build healthy routines that move you forward in your walk with God. Call or go online today to request Level Up. The five keys to release your hidden potential are available now.
1: The About your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend, so chill out. I'm not asking you to break up with somebody today. I'm talking about breaking up
3: with comfortable Christianity.
1: Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Declare his glory among all nations. Join us in worship. Worship by will form. Only on the Good Song channel.
3: Uh, Introducing the Hillsong Team Box, (laughs) an exclusive monthly subscription that delivers everything Hillsong directly to your door.
0: I would love you to become part of a subscription where we will send you a team box. In other words, every month you'll get all sorts of books, resources, information that will help you to feel like you're part of that team or will help us to take this great message forward. This
3: is Hillsong.com forward slash team to join today. Welcome to Hillsong Channel Now, the one-stop
0: destination for the very best from Hillsong Channel. Watch original series, kids' shows, conferences, worship, kids' programs, and more. There's something for everyone. My goodness, I can't wait to get started. And with new episodes every week, you'll always have something to watch.
3: Anytime, anywhere.
0: It's TV that will equip you for your everyday. I yes. yes. you couldn't get excited.
3: Whereabouts? The shift gas? I
0: didn't notice you before. <laughs> watch your favorite show on your favorite device. Commercial free.
2: I know that's right. Amen. This course is a great celebration.
3: Head to coolthongchannelnow.com
0: and subscribe today, and you'll receive your first month absolutely free. Kill phone channel now. Anytime, anywhere.
1: you <laughs> <laughs> I I, I I can't say it's easy, but I'm still
2: alive.
1: God never let me, by i die. I am so grateful, because can see. Oh, yeah. kill me, He's He's dead. Dead. I, 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 I need no, not this time. I'm the <laughs> no. all of my struggles. Through all of my you you as I was down and didn't know what to do, I almost gave up the Lord shame that he
5: did. Everybody on the line. Anybody wanna say hello?
7: Alrighty, guess everybody gonna be quiet this morning. Right. Um let me switch phones. Well, I'll start praying first. Yes, Holy Spirit, Boskid mm-hmm. goes mm-hmm randy the gusata brosky the combo skater corum de the gusata husky the coast and resky horrendous she a yes father god mm. interesting <coughs> yes holy spirit Yes, Father God,
1: I'm
7: asking for the power of God to begin to fall down, Lord. I'm asking right now for your Holy Spirit power to begin to fall down
5: upon each and everyone who is listening. Thank you, Father God. As you minister to your children. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As your word goes forth. Ooh. Right there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Lord, as your power, as your anointing,
7: as your spirit is descending upon each of our lives. I just want you to be God right now. In whatever manner, in whatever way that you choose to minister to your people, Lord, I'm asking you to move right now, Lord. If you need to speak a word of encouragement, release that into their lives. If you need to do some healing, release that into their lives. If you need to break some yokes, some bondages, Mm
1: -hmm.
7: if you need to step into some of their situations and circumstances. Lord, I'm just asking right now for the great I am God just to come forth and move on behalf of each and every one of your children. Lord, and if they just need to be in your presence to have an experience with
4: you. Oh, yeah,
7: God. Mm -hmm. It's all about when you get in the presence of God. It's something about when you just get into the Almighty's presence. It's just, You just begin to release some cares and some burdens. Your, your thought process even just begins to change. Mm, mm, mm. So you come in and wait it down. <laughs> but you leave out feeling so much freer. I <laughs> don't if nothing else because you know that somebody cares. And it's not just that somebody cares, but somebody who is capable and able of doing something about the situations and circumstances that you presented to them. See, a lot of times we can go talk to a friend about our problem. And sometimes we just need to vent. And sometimes we're actually looking for direction and guidance and strength or finances or whatever,
1: and, and,
7: and we'll talk to them, and all they can really do is say, man, i pray for you. Oh, man, I understand. But they can't go any further than that. But, see, when you can go and commune with your God, (laughs) when you can go and enter in with
2: your God, there's a release that occurs. See, there's an exchange that occurs. See, that's the power of the cross. That's the power of the Holy Spirit, the resurrection power of our God. So you can enter into the throne room boldly with an expectation that you're going to meet.
5: With the Father.
7: And when you meet with them, then just become humble and meek like Mary.
5: And just say, yes, God. Yes, God. So right now, I'm asking that you just have an experience
7: with your God. Mm, mm, mm. Let him in if you're driving. If you're walking, if you're at work, on your way to work, you're getting ready for work in your home, whatever it is, he is there. <laughs> so just take a moment. And even if you just need to breathe deeply,
5: just to allow his presence to enter in and to saturate your life. That's your friend, that's your lover, that's your great I am, that's your all in all, that's your ride and die. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I say amen. Amen.
7: Amen up, brother Richardson. Good
2: morning, brother Farley.
7: How you be on this great whatever day this is? Hot
2: <laughs> day, Wednesday.
1: Oh, hum
2: day, what day, what day? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is
1: on home.
2: Mm. <laughs> <Hump> day. <laughs>
7: Uh, well, you want to go ahead and pray, young man? And then, then you pray, anybody pray? Go right ahead.
2: Yes. So Lord God, and and the today, in Jesus' name, Dear, most gracious heavenly Father God, once again, Lord God, we just come to our church and humble ourselves before your throne of grace and mercy, Lord God. We ask, oh, Heavenly Father, Lord God, that you would give us the permission, Lord God, to enter into your throne room yes, of grace yes, and your throne yes. room of mercy, Lord God. Yes. Father God, we ask, Lord God, that you would place upon our hearts or our minds, Lord God, and our lips the tongues of which we should pray for. Oh, God, we give praise and glory, and first of all, for Jesus, Lord God, our only, your only begotten Son, our Lord, our Lord house. Wow. Savior, our Redeemer, Lord God, even as Sam just said, I'll ride or die, Lord God, the one who would never leave us nor forsake us, Lord God, the one who calls on our name before your throne with grace and mercy, Lord God. We give praise and honor and thanks to you, O oh Father, for him, Lord God. And we thank you, Jesus, for remembering us, Lord God. Calling out our names before Jehovah God to our, your Father, our Father, Lord God. That's the reason why we're able to call him our Father, Lord God, because he's our father. He's the great I am. He's everything that we need, everything that we desire and everything that we want to be, Lord God. He is he, Lord God. Everything, Lord God, that we even ask, Lord God, provisions have been made because of the sacrifices that Jesus gave to us on Calvary Cross many years ago, Lord God. We thank you, O Lord God. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, for raising us up, Lord God, for our bed of rest, Lord God, giving us a portion of our activity of our limbs, Lord God, giving us a mind to pray, to seek your face, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for this brother who has opened up this call this morning to share the word, Lord, that you have placed on his heart to teach us, Lord God, so that we could be strengthened and renewed, Lord God, by your word. Lord God, let your will be done in our lives, Lord God. Get the prayer from these people, Lord God, while we're on this side of the earth, Lord God. Because when we go into eternal rest, to sleep with our ancestors, Lord God, no man knows not how to pray, Lord God. He's sleeping, Lord God. So we want to glorify your name right now while you we are living, Lord God. So you We are a testimony, we have a, we have a testament to how good and great you are, Lord God. Each and every day, Lord God, there's spreading new mercies being shared to us, Lord God. There's grace, Lord God, Lord God, that we could pull, Lord God, in the time of need, Lord God. You covered us, you shielded us, and you protected us from the hands of the enemy, Lord God. Even when the devil tried to sift us as week, our Lord and Savior Jesus prayed that you fall on our behalf, Lord God, that we will be strengthened, Lord God, that we'll be girded up, that we'll be covered up and protected, Lord God. You are the great I am, Lord God. Everything we need, Lord God, you are He, Lord God. So we just praise you and we thank you. Lord God, we thank you for the blessings that you're going to give us. Lord God, we're going to thank you for a and fast. For just waking us up, Lord God, is already a blessing enough. For starting us on our way, Lord God, that's enough. Lord God, for giving us the activity of our limbs, Lord God, that's still enough. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that. You painted the lamb's blood of our doorposts and of the mouth of our doors, Lord God, that the death angel passed by, Lord God, and we did not lose not one family member, so that we want to say thank you. Father, we ask, Lord God, that you will continue to strengthen us and keep us as we go through this day. We ask, oh heavenly Father, that you will bind up the type of the enemies and anything that will try to hinder us or from worshiping and praising your holy name, Lord God. We bind up sickness, we bind up death, we bind up poverty, we bind bind up black right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. For so your word teaches us, Lord God, that when two or three are gathered, you will be in the midst. And anything that we bind here on earth, Lord God, you're going to bind it in the heavens, Lord God. And anything that we loose here on earth, Lord God, you're going to loosen it in the heavens, Lord God. So we lose prosperity, we lose healing, we lose deliverance and salvation, we lose the peace, Lord God, that you have given each and every one of us. Let us continue to do the will in your work, Lord Lord God, let us work, Lord God, wise day, Lord God, because the word tells us, Lord God, that the night will come when no man shall be able to work. So, Father God, we want to do that which is pleasing and right in your sight right now, in, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we even stand yeah, God, but those who are unsafe, those who who denounces that there is a God, but we know that they are liars, Lord God, because right now the prince of the air have their minds, Lord God, and they cannot see you, but We can feel you, we can trust you, and we can believe in you. We know that you're ever-present, Lord God. Cover keep us and protect us, Lord God. We even, Lord God, ask you to cover every member of friendship and uh, ministry members, Lord God. All those believers who come on this call, let them come with expectancy, knowing that you're going to work a mighty work within their lives. We ask you to cover Sam today as he go on his job, Lord God. Erica, Mark. Lisa, Lisa, Felicia, Miss Renee, even those who I who I cannot call, Lord God, all my brothers and sisters, Sherry, Louis, Lord God, keep them in perfect peace. Provide for them as you have have desired and purpose for them to prosper. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
7: Amen, brother. Amen. All right, now. All right. Anybody else on the line want to pray?
4: Amen, good morning. good morning. Good morning. Okay, my prayer is this. Everybody that's on the line, I want you to holler victory. You Amen, said victory. She says
5: she said, wants to holler
4: victory. victory.
5: Oh, okay, victory. Okay, okay, victory. All right,
4: now. Okay, and then I said, so then I want to go into the Lord. I want to thank you. Keeping us and having us worthy to participate another one of your glorious and marvelous days. Another chance to get it right, another chance to learn your will, another chance, another chance, another chance. For mm-hmm. you are our power source, how all in all, you are the very, you are the very viper of our being to be being. But mm-hmm. so you are Him, God, and that is you, and you all by yourself. In the, in, in the essence of you creating us and making us, we need you. So you are all powerful, all-knowing. You are all in all. And thanking us for finding us worthy this morning to participate, to also to live out our purpose, and also for you unconditionally loving us, accepting us for our craft and still finding that's worthy to,
5: to keep. But
4: Lord, as glorious as you are, we can't give you enough space for the stuff that you've seen us through, for the stuff that we had to go through, for the lessons learned, for well, that's how you are. In the name of the Son Jesus I pray, Amen.
5: Amen. Amen.
1: All right.
7: Anybody else want to get it in?
4: Her zaria gets got to pick up a check, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to print her. Come get her.
5: Okay. What was that last one? I don't know. <laughs> Anybody else want to pray?
4: No, uh-uh.
5: Come out of Get your Anybody else want to pray going once? Anybody else want to pray going twice? Anybody else
7: want to pray going three times? Alrighty.
2: Are you ready to rumble? Yes, I am. Yes.
7: Okay, Father God, what we got today? So, we're talking about the gifts
5: in the church. I believe that the divine pattern
7: for spiritual growth and direction. Is found in the Acts of the Apostles, and there's one little book there over 50. 30, 30, 30. No. And there's one little book there over 50 instances of the gifts of the Spirit in operation. When the Book of Acts was written, there were no chapter divisions. It was one continuous letter, filled with the function and operation of the Holy Ghost, giving a true picture of the Church as it is supposed to be—a Church filled with love. The gifts of the Spirit never function selfishly. They always function for the benefit of the body of the Lord Jesus. They function to bless others. As they operate through you, you will receive a blessing, but most of the blessing will belong to those around you. I'm going to read that again. The gifts of the Spirit never function selfishly. In other words, it ain't about you, boo. They always function for the benefit of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. They function to bless others. As they operate through you, you will receive a blessing, but most of the blessing belongs to those around you. So in other words, again, this is teaching you to get up out of self. It is designed to get you out of self. He understands and recognizes that you have needs. I'm talking about needs. I ain't talking about your wants and desires. I'm just talking about your basic needs. And just because of the nature of how we're comprised, we want our wants we, we want our needs separate. But see, this is also the challenge because very often you will find yourself, Lord, and how am I gonna talk to them about this when I'm struggling with myself? Lord, how am I gonna tell them the path for financial success? When I'm broke as I don't know what. Lord, how am I going how am I gonna pray for sickness, for healing for somebody when I'm sick in my own body? And very often To train, to teach, and to show you God is God, he will put you in that exact situation where you have to get up out of self, get beyond your own hurt, your own pain, your own doubt, your own whatever you're at, and tap into him and let him flow through you and reach somebody else. And as you go through that process, then you come out going, a lot of times, and that's what we talk a lot of times, like, I don't know what I said. It wasn't me, and it's not that you're talking about society here, but because in you, you said, "Oh man, I'm I'm messed up myself. I can't help you." But getting beyond you, tapping into your triune God, as He uses you as a vessel. What is a vessel? Something that uses to be filled to house something. He uses you as a vessel, and you release His anointing, His words, or whatever is through you to somebody else. Then you come out. You also, a lot of times you learn yourself. And a lot of times you find yourself where you were, like initially you were mad, upset, or or upset, or struggling. You find yourself in more a place of peace and trusting and believing God for the next step.
5: So, one more time
7: the gifts of the Spirit never function selfishly, they always function for the benefit of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. They function to bless others. As they operate through you, you will receive a blessing. But most of the blessing belongs to those around us. Prophetically speaking, we are living at the very end of this dispensation, and it will terminate like it began, with a glorious outburst of the mighty power of God, and the gifts of the Spirit will be in full manifestation, just as they were in the early church. If you will follow what God has placed in the
5: Book of Acts, you will know how to handle the gifts of the Holy Ghost like a veteran. Mm. Mm. Prophetically speaking, we are living at the very end of this dispensation and it will terminate
7: like it began with the glorious outburst of the mighty power of God and the gifts of the Spirit will be in full manifestation just as it were in the early church. In other words, as the church began, because we are in the church age, the church, the age of, of dispensation of
4: free will where
7: you have an opportunity to, to choose or not to choose, to be obedient or to be disobedient, just as it began will be the same way it will end. If you will follow what God has placed in the books of Acts, you will know how to handle the gifts of the Holy Ghost like a bear. In other words, that's your that's your training manual. You can go in there. See, now, you can't go and grab and read it to see what you're going to get out of it. No, I mean, you can. But it would be better to say, Lord, I'm praying to you right now for you to begin to take me where I need to go so you can begin to train me so you can show me what I need to see. Because, see, what happened on that first example, when you're going in, I'm going to start studying the book of Acts. Yeah, you're going to once again come out with a whole bunch of head knowledge. But when you ask your trainer, your mentor to guide, he might might say, you don't need to go over to that book of Acts right now. You need to go over to here because you ain't ready for Acts. I need to get you on your foundation. I had a discussion with somebody yesterday. (sighs)
5: <sighs> yeah,
7: but anyway, he was talking about him seeing these spirits and seeing this and nothing. I want to know about this, I said, dude, you ain't ready for that. What you mean you ain't ready? How you know? I said because you ain't you don't know the basics. Man, this is a week. long story short. I I gave a little recipe to follow. I said so. I said, what do I have you doing? You got me a book of Proverbs. Okay, how do I have you doing? What do you mean how? What I really did is I asked him a series of questions. Because basically I had to to explain to him, the student cannot tell the teacher how to do his job. I'm trying to train you, and you ain't ready. You can't get you. I'm trying to tell you two plus two is four. You're trying to tell me two plus two is five. But you don't understand it because you're caught up in your own mindset, your own understanding. So I had to break things down to allow him to see that he was not really ready for what he wanted to know. Once he began to see that he could explain to me the basis of what I was doing and why I was doing it, he kind of humbled him a little bit. And that's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. We want to do this. We want to do that. Lord, I want this right. And he said, you ain't got the basics yet. So what does he do in his love? He allows you to be humble by you going out there, doing something stupid, thinking you got it. And then when you don't, when it don't manifest, when it don't bear any fruit, see, that that that's the essence of, 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 of are you really qualified? Are you bearing any fruit? Or are you just running your mouth? If you are bearing fruit, that means that what you are doing is effective, then, okay, you might be on the right track. But if you're just out there talking, speaking, and doing, and showing, and ain't and nobody really paying you no doggone attention, or you try out there, and that, again, like I said, why are people going to run this call on Friday? So y'all can learn the difference of what it is to be in your head and your heart. Because a, a lot of times our mouths get to running and you really ain't understanding what you're talking about. You're really not experiencing it. And that's my main purpose. I need you because, see. I understand that application is the best teacher. What is this song? Experience is the best teacher. I know y'all didn't know that was my other job, did you? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I knew I was going
7: to get a couple of comments on that. Yes.
4: Yeah. Go
2: ahead, Dina yeah. Howard. Mickey Howard. Oh, Nicky Howard. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? And that's so true, Sam, what you're saying, because even though we learn this head knowledge, we still need to ask the Lord, the trainer, what to do, how to do it. Even yes. when we, I keep saying it, every time we even go through the throne room of grace and mercy, we need to ask for permission to come yes. in and ask the Lord to give us the words to pray, what yes. to pray about. So that yes. we won't be that sounding brass and that tinkling mm-hmm. cymbal that make a whole bunch of noise, but it's only pleasing to your our ears and not to no one else. Amen.
5: Amen. 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 Amen.
4: We were just going through um, this at church last Sunday. Um, I had told Sam about um, how the death angels been coming through our church. And um, just like I had all of you all hot shout victory, that's why I asked the congregation to do. Oh, okay. And then they're looking at me funny. I said, no, shout victory because you were granted another day to partake in this glorious creation of this day. And I said, for the people who we must lose in order for them to go on towards their promotion, they're still here in our hearts, and we're their witnesses to tell others of the good things that how God works through them.
1: But in the
4: meantime, we have got to keep our eyes on God, we have still got to remember who's in charge. And we still have to remember, because this, this is one of our storms. This is one of our um, trials and tribulations for our testimony. We still have to show God that we are with him. And that we don't get distracted by the things that he has in place or how he has to work it. Because it's not about us. It's all about doing his will. And some people, they were looking like, yeah, but, you know, so-and-so, I said, I understand. I said, but in the meantime, we still have to show focus. We can still be sorry that our loved ones are gone. But, are we, but in the meantime, God is supposed to be first. First thing getting up in the morning, saying thank you. First in giving your first fruit, he is first. Not in the middle, not the last, not for when we feel like okay, well, he. We feel like he's worthy because he finds us worthy every day. And for man, yeah, we get we get we get we get accustomed to being around man because we have similarities. Let it be heartbroken similarities. Let it be physical similarities. There's there's similarities. Now, when they're not here anymore, we still have to trust and believe. And that's the biggest lesson that we have to learn every day. I'm going on mute.
5: Alrighty.
1: <clears throat> the gifts of the Spirit
7: function through the Lord Jesus Christ in Acts chapter 1. He spoke the word of wisdom to his disciples in these two instances. And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said, he ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Acts one, four through five. But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and out Judea, and in Samaria unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Acts one and eight. The promise of the Holy Spirit being poured out in the city of Jerusalem at Pentecost was a prediction of what was to come. The gifts of the Holy Spirit will be poured out, and the church will be born by the power of the Holy Spirit. This was the word of God's divine wisdom, and it functions through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's 1 11, the gifts of wisdom function through an angel. After Jesus was taken up to heaven in a cloud, an angel appeared to the disciples and said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus which just taken up from you into heaven, so shall come in like manner as ye have seen him going to heaven. This was a word of God's wisdom. The angel was speaking of the future, and event that it has not yet come to pass. It still stands in one of the gifts of the words of God's wisdom that projects the future. In Acts 2 4, the gifts of tongues function at, at the least through the 120 disciples that are identified, and possibly through the whole 3,000 souls who joined the church that day. In Acts 2 39, the word of wisdom functioned through the Apostle Peter. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to, to all that are for off, even as many as the Lord God should call. Acts 2 and 43 says, And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. This must have involved prophecy, healing, and miracles, so it could have included all nine gifts of the Spirit. In Acts chapter 3, we see the function of the gifts of healing through the apostle Paul Peter as a lame man was healed at the gate of the temple. Peter fastened his eyes upon him when John said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of so Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up, stood and walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking, leaping, and praising God. Mm. So in that, we have particular examples of the word of wisdom, signs and wonders, gifts of healing, and and then one that really, I, I really personally like is with Peter, when a man was begging for alms, he said, silver and gold, I have none, but what I do have, I give unto you. And why do I say I like that? Because that's one of the things, you've always got something to give to somebody whether or not you choose to give it or not. And I always say being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, I mean, again, you don't want to just walk out there and doing it. You know, but even like I said, when I met you, you know, I, I, I prayed for whatever reason. I started praying for people and asking money because it was bugging me. I ain't going to lie. But I see how God tra- transformed, transferred that into something else. You know, you all are blessed. Each and every one of you have something to give. You know, so sometimes again, what do we just say? It's it's about being selfish. Many times you have to take that extra moment, stop and listen, be a little bit more patient, and try not to do that to the point where they see you going, "What are you going now?" You know, because oftentimes there are many of them who don't have anybody else, or really don't know or those who are directly assigned to you because God sends them to you because what you have, they can't get from anywhere else. So as you begin to transform your thinking to that of a, of a, of a minister, because each and all, every one of us are ministers, it will help you to transform your attitude, to transform your performance. And, and the more you do that, as you, the more you get out of self, you'll be able to
5: flow more of the power of the Holy Spirit. In Acts
7: chapter 4, the gift of faith functioned through the body of believers as they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and prayed, that with all boldness they may speak thy word, by stretching forth thy hand and heel, and that signs and wonders may be done in the name of the Holy Child, Jesus. When they finished praying, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake with the word of God with boldness. In Acts chapter 5, the gift of discerning of spirits function through Peter and Ananias as his wife, Sapphire, uh, Sapphire, came to the apostles. The gift of the certain spirits functioned. Peter knew all the secrets of their hearts. Peter said, Ananias, why have Satan filled their hearts to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? <clears throat> why has thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto me, but unto God. And Ananias heard and these words, fell down, and gave up the ghost. In Acts 5 and 12 we read, and by the hand of the apostle, many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all in one accord in Solomon's porch. The gifts of the working of miracles were functioning, and all the apostles were taking part. In Acts 5, 15 and 16, the gifts of healing were in operation through Peter. They brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might have overshadowed some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about of Jerusalem, bringing sick folk, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Acts five seventeen 17-20, the gifts of the working of miracles functioned through an angel. When the apostles were thrown in jail, the angel Lord by night appeared at the prison doors and brought them forth. Both the working of miracles and the gifts of healing functioned through Stephen, and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. A vital point here is Stephen was not an apostle, but a deacon in the church.
6: Hmm.
7: So how many of you all have actually stopped to ask God what are your gifts? Be real. How many of you all have actually had the conversation with the Holy
5: Spirit? Lord, you know, what are my gifts? Do I have any? Am Am I really walking in that? Have you truly had the conversation with the Lord about that? He's a giver of gifts. So if you ask him, more likely he would tell you and show
7: you. And then not since he's a giver, he's also the one that's responsible to
5: show you how to function the gifts, how to make them work. But we might, hmm... We want we covet somebody else's
7: gift. Or look at them. Or we or we get jealous. Or look, they think they something. How about finding out what you truly have? God's giving you something. How about truly finding out what you have and allowing Him to develop it in your own life? Trust and believe. If you do that process, you really won't be truly tr- in this that, and that because you find out the responsibility and the accountability that comes with walking, oh, is that why you ain't asked God if you truly got any gifts? So you just rather function and run out here and think of what you want, what you think of what you want, but not truly going to the giver of the gifts to find out what particular gift he might give you. Because if you ask him, then he's going to hold you accountable for it. So I rather than going through the whole thing, I either try to totally ignore the whole facts or I just run out here on my own and just do what I want to do. How about I just read a little bit more? In
5: verse thirty-nine, the work in America is again
7: operated in Philip's behalf. And when they were come out, come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, and the eunuch saw him some more, saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Acts nine one through nine. The work of the miracles took place as Jesus appeared to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. In verse 6, Jesus spoke a word of wisdom and saw, to Saul. Arise, and go into the city, and it should be told thee what thou must do. And Acts 9, 17, and 18 demonstrates the gifts of healing to a disciple in the name of who laid hands on Saul of Tarsus that he might receive his sight. In verse 34, Peter operated in the gifts of healing as a man sick of palsy was raised up. In in verse 40, he made the healing to the disciple in Joppa who had died. In Acts 10, 1 and 8, the gift of word and knowledge operated through an angel. There in verse 19, the word and knowledge came through Peter. While Peter, threw that, while Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for, one ha- for I have sent them. Verse 44 and 6 tells how the gift of tongues manifested as Peter spoke the gospel to a group of Gentiles. Acts 12, 5, and 7, the gift of faith operated for the believers by the power and strength of an angel as Peter was set free from prison. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and the light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Rise up, quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. We see the gift of prophecy functioning in Acts 13 1 through 3 as the prophets and teachers in Antioch ministered to the Lord and fasted. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work where I call them. In verse 9 and 11, there was a the gift of the working of miracles by Paul and Lemus the sorcerer, was struck blind for standing against the gospel. We see the gifts of the work in America by the Apostle Paul, Acts 148 through 10. And then said a certain man, of Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, would never walk. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. So I'm going to end it there.
5: But I want to go here. And that said, a certain man of Israel, impotent in his feet, being
7: a cripple from his mother's womb, would never walk. The same Paul heard; the same heard Paul speak. Who steadfastly beholding him, perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, "Stand up right on thy feet!" And he leaped up and walked. Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. Where did that perception come from? That's the question.
5: I'm not answering it. Let me put some salt down. Okay. well, we start got that. start off on that tomorrow. Alright. One prayer.
4: Hey, Sam. Mm hmm. Can you pray for Shanice?
5: Sure.
7: Father, the negotiation of negotiation of Father God. negotiation of negotiation, wow. Hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. you both did go send car. She needs to spend more time in prayer before she starts making decisions. Before she starts moving. Before she starts making and moving out on decisions, (laughs) because she truly needs to hear from God. Is because the decisions that she she be too much of her and not enough of God. Do. So she needs to pull back, it'll not be like anxious. your more until she has a surety, peace, and whatever else, and then move out. That will save her a whole lot of time and hurt and pain. But unfortunately, she's going to probably just walk out and do what she wants to do without doing what I said until she gets her head knocked in a few times. Then she's going to learn to pause. But minister to her about that Tell her she needs to take a little more time to seek the Holy Spirit regarding her decision. So more or less, you don't, don't try to make her do it, but plant a seed because more than likely she's going to go do what she wants to do. But that seed will be there so then when she walk, walks into the wall, then she can go, oh, maybe I should have taken a little more time. So just minister to your daughter about that.
4: Okay, now she has a testimony for what happened to her yesterday. Mm-hmm. And God got her attention. So I'm gonna put her on the phone so she can tell you her testimony, okay? I got
1: a testimony.
4: Hey Sam.
7: Hello dear. How are you be?
4: Well, happy I'm alive.
7: Hey, well, that's good
4: yeah uh i was going to work yesterday afternoon i was going out to Joliet and on um, cedar road there was a truck that's up there creeped behind me actually had sped up behind me and sped up to the side of me and uh kicked me off the road and made me literally crash my car into into a gate into a gate pole So after he after he smacked me off the road, he got me to a gate pole. He didn't stop. He kept riding along. Um, everybody everybody else stopped, came out, asked me was I okay. Police came. Police told me if I was police told me I was two inches away from a uh, from a light pole, electrical light pole. But he told me if I if I was at the tail end of that truck, it could have killed me. They spent five hours out there in yet. In the wilderness. Yeah, in the wilderness. Trying to get home. Yeah. Trying to get home. Um yeah, try to get home. So I went to the tow truck. Tow people got me Enterprise. Enterprise, I asked them to take me to Rob. They said they, they can't. So I asked them to take me to Tracy. Went to the train station, met these three guys, and I was talking to them, and they told me they just got out of jail. So I guess I stuck with them Took the train came back. The people on the train, do they take cars? They were like, no. So the people that just got out of jail had paid for my train ticket to come back home. Like we say, the sound with moms.
5: Wow, girl, that's a blessing. Wow.
4: Okay, pick up the other part to it. Hmm. Baby, we were here, and um, it was something I was watching, either I was listening to. And then I just started saying, okay, Lord, what do you need for me to do? Which way do you need me to go? And I was saying it loud. Okay, the baby looked at me, so we started singing "Victory Is Mine," um, <laughs> Jesus, 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 a couple of the little um, church hymns, and the baby was getting really getting into it. Okay, so after I got finished singing those, it was about maybe twenty or thirty minutes later the phone had rang, and she had told me that she had just crashed a car. Y'all were covering
5: her in plan and you didn't even know it. Wow.
4: Right. Exactly. So, uh, and I had just read uh, Reverend, F- Reverend Feline's daughter that she had posted on Facebook that um, her daughter's okay, but her daughter had her car. Her daughter what? I said Reverend Feline had posted it on Facebook that her daughter had crashed her car. Oh, wow. So, like, wow. Mm. But then later on, um, last night, they were showing up in Alaska. They were saying that over in that area, they had tsunami warnings out.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And so, there was some part of Alaska where that big wave came up and had overtook the town to the point it looked like somebody was playing Monopoly or whatever, and when the water came through, it just moved the cars around like somebody just literally shook up the land. So... I
5: was in Alaska? Yeah. Hmm. And they
4: said they still got tsunami warnings. after they said that they got them out as, as long as what they're calculating what man is calculating, not what God is calculating. That um is there, is that the possibility is high to get those type of waves within um the next thirty days. Mm. But um as we've been seeing day by day, you see a thing like I said, things don't change. But we saw California on fire as if it was Sodom and Gomorrah, Also with the mudslides, mm-hmm. where hmm up where people thought they had something, only to they realize to be appreciative of still having your life. Mm. Um, you had it there with the with the lingering tornadoes and um hurricanes. Usually, when they go through, they just go through. They don't. They they not sit there and marinate.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Because the storms that we're getting now, these natural disasters, they're, they're 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 getting more intense. And so now they're saying after they got finished giving these people these, these flu shots, and technically the flu shot don't work, or like oh well, you know we're seeing measles again. Where the flu is more intense, it's taking people out of here. But you have to remember, out of those um, hurricanes, it stirred up quite a bit of disarray and um, deadly germs. And people are still flying in and out from different locations, and they can and they're and they're spreading those germs. So well. We still got our man system in place, and they think they have control. It's showing that we have no control. Mm-hmm. So we have to go back on bend. We we need to go back for where we need to be, and that's on bended knee. And okay. Amen. Man on that one. And um, for her car, we've had it not even a month.
5: Yeah,
4: what? I said for her car, she didn't even have it for a month. Oh, wow. So we back on foot again. <laughs> That's how funny Sam. Huh? I'm laughing with you. You just ain't started
5: laughing yet. Well, at
4: this point, I got, I got, I got I to stay humble and uh, in my lane. And see you now for today, because it's a motherly home going service.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm not going to be able to make it to the actual funeral, but I told them that I would help out and oh. the place where they're having the repast, that's obtainable. For me to go to get over there by by bus and by foot, so I'm still keeping my word by going by the repast and helping out. Okay. And uh, I already told you, I already told you about the things the baby was doing. And uh, did I tell you about I seen with two fire ants? what? Did I tell you what I seen with with two fire ants? Uh huh. Did you say that's a yes or a no? I said no. You did not. Okay. Well, I was, you know, for this time of the year with it getting cold out, um, you experience like the little red ants that that gets into your house. Mhm. Okay. Well, I was in the bathroom. Gary, take me a bath, and I seen about maybe two or three crawling on the floor. So I went and I had gotten to the tub. So I was sitting there in the tub, relaxing. And all of a sudden I see this ant crawl up inside of the tub with a dead ant. Mm. Okay. And then it just dropped it right there while I make sure I can see it. And then it walked on off like, okay, here you go. I was like, why? I said, so what he's trying to say? I killed his brother's cousin or something? I didn't know.
5: And he was
7: moving to my attention. No, I'm, getting
4: to I'm getting you. I'm letting you know I'm coming at you. Okay. And I was just like, wow, but you know, they said take time to pay attention to the little thing. So I, said, well, I guess it's as little as you can see within the, uh, within the image. <laughs> But I don't know what's going on, but whatever it is, it is what it is. But I just got to make sure I stay focused on what I'm supposed to stay focused on. As for what you were saying earlier about us, not making it about us, Mm
1: -hmm.
4: but being an uplifting ambassador by the Holy Spirit, um, training us which way we should go. And that for us not to take on any selfish thoughts about what about me, because we we're already covered and kept. <clears throat> it's just down for us to go out with our with our spiritual armor and do for what He calls us to do, without us forgetting who's in charge. Mm. <laughs> okay, you can speak for me next.
7: All right you I'm yeah. Alright. some names from to she don't come to brush put on brandy the go say she brandy the of father God, let your word enter in
1: mm-hmm.
7: let your spirit come forth and move hold on get it to go the Minister to your children, Father, let your word move, Yes, let your spirit manifest. I speak life, health, healing, and restoration to your children, Daddy God. Cause a change to occur at the pace that you desire for things to move, Lord. Cause a change to occur, Father, as your spirit goes forth to do everything that you are asking and requiring it to do, Lord. Help them to line themselves up with you, Father, so they won't walk, in themselves, but they will move in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
4: Amen.
5: All righty. Who's next? Who is next?
4: We work me next, sir. And, uh, is on the call. Well, you pray for him before you pray for me? How do you
5: do it? Good morning.
4: Say that again. Three. Uh-huh. He's on the call Oh, all
5: okay. right. Pray for first. <coughs> pray for him first.
7: You Yeah.
1: Okay.
5: All right. No problem.
7: All right, Father God, let me lift up Mister Agnes Ramboski diduko, boski diduko, diduko, hmm.
1: Hmm, interesting.
7: Very interesting. Hmm. Oh. okay, but there's a shift with it. There's a shift
1: with
7: it. Hmm. Hmm. I just decree strength upon your life.
5: I decree... Strength, supernatural, strength,
7: strength that is beyond yourself. Mm, mm, mm. Strength, the strength that Samson had because he had the ability to tap into God. Mm. The ability to tap into God so he did great and mighty feats. Strength, supernatural strength, like David's mighty men who went into the enemy's camp, who went to pits and, 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 and beat down lions and giants. Strength, Ooh. supernatural strength to begin to enter into your spirit, soul, and body. Ah, yeah, but the strength is going to be different from what you're used to because, see, what God has to show you is that his strength is better than yours. Strength. His strength is better than yours. But, see, you're used to walking on you, what you know, what you feel, how it seems. God says, son, I got a greater strength, but in order for you to access this strength, You gotta let go of yourself. Shut up! That's God. And and it just goes right into what we were reading about the gifts of God, or for you know how you have to get rid of yourself. See, in order for you to access the supernatural strength that God has available to you, you gotta deny self. That means you got to change your way of thinking, your perception, your way you're doing the things, the way the way that you're used to doing things. God says I need you to divorce all of that because you cannot activate or access the strength that I have available to you unless you get rid of self.
5: Hmm. Hmm.
7: And let me let's see. I'm, I'm gonna give you this little story because it ties right in. So I, I had a little situation going on with my daughter in and, and, and schooling. And, you know, long story short, we, you know, she needed money. It wasn't there. So she'd been doing everything that she can. And God had already spoke to me and said that this is not just about money. He's training her to walk in faith on her own. I said, okay, Lord. So I really wasn't anxious about it, especially after we had our little conversation at the beginning of our, of our Christmas break. So by the time that she left, she was in one accord. She was in agreement. And she even made this, I need $12,000. I don't know where it's come from, but God, let's go. So yesterday, well, actually, before that, she called me and said, Daddy, I got a credit for $1,000 because it's my second year, and I returned to to the school. i was like, praise God, look at work. Look at him work. I said, so, oh, great. So now we owe $12,000. She says, now, Daddy, we owe 8000 I said, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Wow. So there she called me yesterday and said, Daddy, I don't know what happened, but somehow or another they credited my January payment. I said, Lord Jesus, that's $2,500 right
2: there. I'm looking at God
7: work, and I can't do nothing but pray. <laughs> I'm looking at God's work because I made a statement when I had some, some some striving between some individuals, and I made the statement that I have never seen the righteous forsaken or children begging bread that my God will provide, and I tabled that discussion because I tabled it on his word, not
2: on how I felt, not on how I looked like, or not on what I had in myself, but on his word. And because I chose to let his word be the final straw
7: that I made a stance upon, God is acting on my behalf. And he's moving on my daughter's behalf. He is doing things that I could not do in and of myself. And that's what I need you to see, man of God. You choose to stand on his word, even though it might be contrary to what you feel like doing. You choose to confess his word, even though enlightenment might be contrary to what you speak out of your mouth. You
2: choose to believe God beyond whatever's going on, and then you let it go and let God move. Because see what's going to happen, if you continue to walk down the path the way that you're walking, you're going to be a ball of stress, strife, confusion,
7: mad, pissed, broken, hurt, and I could just probably go on and on and on. But if you choose to divorce yourself and truly apply and let God be God, because there ain't nothing you can do about it anyway, but you end up being a ball of stress, confusion, strife, etc. If you want to stay in that frame of mind, then keep doing what you're doing. But if you want to truly let God be God, he's giving, see, right now, you're in the third because what he wants you to walk in is to release it unto him, and you're going to see him move on your behalf that you ain't
2: never seen in the book before. You're going to see him do things that you're incapable of doing. See, that's the strength that God wants you to walk in. Oh, oh, yes, that's, true. that's a supernatural strength strength that God has available to you. And he said, but you got to choose to divorce yourself from yourself so you can release his power
7: into your situations and circumstances. And more than anything, what's going to be released in your life is peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding.
5: See, that's how Jesus quieted the storm. The peace of God left out from within him until the storm that came against him and who won. You remember that. In Jesus' name I pray.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
7: Now you only pray for you right now. I just pray my usual way of praying for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you, the, your usual way
0: of coming. Okay. Right. I, I want to pray for the
7: children, the children, the children, the the children, the the children, the 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 children, the children, the children, the the children, the the children, the go the children, the the go Hmm. Continue, Father God, to trust the children. You're going to go move in the lives. You're going to to manifest. to to direct. you to to impart. to strengthen. to go to do whatever needs to be done. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. The adults, first could station of a station of a of yeah, I'm going to say this, and you're going to hurt me, but, you know, whatever. I love you anyway. You know everything that you're involved in, you're called to be the head of either naturally or spiritually, so just walking that accord. Okay.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so we got the business entities and all the other lovely stuff.
7: So next is, well, we got Tony Slim Prick, your dad of some the of to Daka, Carlos Yeke to and this sh- change is coming. Change is coming.
2: Change is coming,
7: real soon, real, real soon. Change is coming, change
2: is coming.
7: Sooner than he thinks, sooner than he expects. But it's all this way. In Jesus' name I pray. Yeah. And Mr. King, hard yeah, yeah, yeah. Shara kumboske the kande de go, sita de the de kassana kata. the de the sita de kande de
5: Irisia,
7: where are you? Irisia, I'm
5: fighting. <laughs> oh, no, that's
7: funny. Well, here we go. Busquets can desk the combos, get go say so. Huh,
5: interesting. Well, I understand. And it's a good thing. So what's really happening, and
7: it's it's funny that I said that you were called to be head of all the situations that you're in because that's very true. Um, Good morning.
1: But
7: (laughs) it's like God has strategically positioned you on your job, your church, got your documentation started for your business yet? And stuff like that. And either your position is that of a leader in the natural, but it's definitely that of a leader in the supernatural. And you are to walk in that and take authority over situations and circumstances. You take authority over your job, your church, all of that, and you would be obedient to do what the Lord tells you, it will force the spirits to move. And that's probably about the best way to say it. Because you walk in that position of authority. Okay, so Jesus, I know Paul I heard of, but who are you? So they're going to recognize that authority, just like 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 when I was talking about uh, ministering to Welton last night. <laughs> it was just, I was just cracking up because that spirit was agitated on night, even when we were praying, and he was telling them, stop, stop, stop. They recognized that authority. And so you ain't got to say a word to the person, because a lot of times people don't even recognize that they're being led or moved by these spirits. So you take authority in the spirit; You do what God tells you to do. You confess, you walk, you anoint, you pray, you entertain, whatever it is. And even if you got to look at that spirit in the spiritual Because sometimes they will confront you. All you got to do is look at them with your spiritual eyes, and their spirit, they're going to back down. So they want to see, do you really believe? Is this the one? Is this for real? Is she for real? And as soon as you begin to rise up in that power that God has enabled you, they're going to back down because they, oh, Lord, yeah, she believes this, and they're going to walk away. But you're going to be challenged. You're going to be challenged. Because, again, what, what did you, what they say to Jesus? We don't want to leave. Where are we going to go? He said, Well, you can go to the herd of the swine. They don't want to vacate where they're at. They're used to it. They're comfortable. This is a place of residing. So, just on that point in general, they don't want to leave. Now, don't even talk about taking over mountains and and, and and removing them from positions of power that they even know. Of course, you're going to face challenges. But recognize you serve the most high, and more than anything, he has called and appointed you in that position. So if they got a problem with you, they truly need to go see your boss. If you walk in that aspect of understanding, they will back down and you will win. In Jesus' name, my Christ, Amen. Amen. Amen.
5: Ah. Amen.
4: Anybody else want to prayer? Hey, Sam, you can pray for Shanice and Chrissy, too. You to
5: pray for Shanice?
4: Oh, you gonna pray for Shanice. i mean you pray for Chrissy and Chesa. Oh, okay. Right. Thanks.
7: Typical, a typical mom getting your children mixed up. You know what I'm talking
5: about.
4: You come
5: here.
7: Hey, you come <clears throat> hmm? you can throw the baby in too. Mm. You can throw the baby in too. no problem. I uh, God, let me pray for Tisa. Handroskido negotiation. station, negotiation negotiation and Bush could go say yes, 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 Father God. You ever go there to go say that continue to impart in her life that which is needed? Continue to allow your word to penetrate and to minister. I seek life, health, healing, restoration, Lord, as you guide herself. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. And march New beginnings, a season of change. New beginnings, a season of change. If you will get an understanding of this and walk in accordance, you will not be as frustrated and agitated as things begin to shift. A lot of these things, the hand of God, I say, oh, are a lot. The hand of God is upon you and upon the situations for transition to occur. So that means you need to, at this point, you need to more relax and flow with the change rather than getting mad and upset and fighting against it. Because if you're fighting against change when God is decreed, it, you're fighting against God. It's a season of change, so seek the Holy Spirit to guide you. To direct you and walk in peace. In Jesus' name I pray, man. And the baby. <laughs> For boy's to go to boy's to and that For boy's go Jesus name I pray, Amen. Oh. All right. Anybody else want prayer? Uh, anybody else want prayer about
1: one.
7: Everybody i on prayer going twice. Everybody i on prayer going three times. All right. Well, I'm going to try to look for the list again. So hold up. yeah y'all want to uh, let the music, let the music play.
1: Can you hear the
5: Enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile. Stingray music, all good vibes.
7: I'm on the first for shut in ruskil gosei shiro gosei shiro gosei shiro gosei shiro of which could have Deceased and sick and shut in hospice, which could have a station of a station of a station of Rondo possession of the of the station of Saga Rondo possession of possession of the of Saga Rondo possession of possession of possession Saga of of the Saga Saga, the Saga Saga, or a most possession of Saga, Sakara. and missionaries, possession of possession of possession Pushable station was stationed with Saga, Pushable station was stationed with Saga Saga, a and addiction, Use the addiction to the churches. Pressure diminishes in the families. the 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 saga? the 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 saga? the 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 the
5: the Um, hmm. Yeah. not Okay. Pray for. Not wisdom and to understand it.
7: Which it. Who should have is the 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 Termin, which conversation of the station of the station of Saga, which position the station of the of Saga, which position the of the station of Saga, 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 of Saga, 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 Push, the the push, the of push, of push, push, the station of station of push, Renewing uh, of our minds. Push go six, push go six, push go six, push go push push go push 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 go push push of push push go um, uh, here we go she go she 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 she
5: those we cover in prayer. of a saga. saga. Pray for the
7: children.
5: go a a
7: Business are business, an institutions. the go to six, the to six, the to six, go the six, go to go the prayer. se tira essa coisa não busca ele com brosca ele com sediqui com busca ok, okay. alright anybody
1: else
5: I got nothing going once. I got things going
7: twice. I got nothing going three times.
4: All right, yeah. then. Right. Okay, well, that's it. Now, how's y'all going? Okay, everybody have a blessed one. Be careful for that black ice out there.
5: <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> okay, have a good one.